Hello, and welcome to Conversations at the Washington Library. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Stoltz. And in this episode, uh, I sit down with Alyssa Aginski, manager of teacher programs uh, in our uh, Mount Vernon Teacher Institute here in the library. And we're going to be discussing the uh, summer residential programs, which applications are currently open for. So if uh, you are a teacher or know a teacher, uh, after you listen to this episode, after, uh, you can go online and register. Uh, and there's a link to that. If you find it, go to uh, mountainvernon.org slash podcast. You'll find that link there. Uh, and here's my interview with Alyssa. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here in the studio and not in the office. Yeah, well, we just feel especially <laughs> excited since not only uh, uh, are you in our education department, but you are one of the award-winning teachers that uh, our education department has even awarded before. Now we got you. Yep. It uh, didn't hurt my resume. Right? <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, well, let's kind of just start off with sort of the big flagship program of the education yeah. department, the uh, residential teacher program. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, part of our department, the education department here at Mount Vernon and the library is um, putting on our George Washington Teacher Institute. And under that umbrella, ha- we have different programs, residential, regional, teacher fellows. Um, but our Big kind of flagship program, like you mentioned, was is our residential institute. So we have about eight of those a year, um, where we invite teachers to come to the estate and do professional development with us for four or five days. So we have a spring and a fall session, but we have six summer sessions. And actually, currently the summer applications are open. Um, so we encourage everyone. Um, it's a national program, teachers K through 12. Anyone who's going to be uh, in the classroom for the next school year, we invite to apply, and those applications are open until January 14th. So um, these four- or five-day programs are totally immersive. We have scholars who come and provide content-rich sessions, and we balance that with kind of VIP, behind-the-scenes experiences on the estate, in addition to um you know, experiences in the library with primary source documents and all our different departments like collections and trades. And we just really try to create a very involved, immersive experience for teachers since you're maybe coming from across the country. So we do have different themes, so kind of hitting on everyone's interest levels. Um, Some of our themes include Washington and leadership and lessons from his kind of legacy in different time periods of his life, everything from that to um, Washington first in business, where we really take a closer look at the estate and kind of where his interest lies at home. And Mm -hmm. of course, as listeners, you might know his interests were always at Mount Vernon, even when he was away. But that week, for instance, we really look at the distilling and the farming and the ingenuity and um, really just have lots of different things to choose from for whatever you're interested in. What are the other... uh, Yeah. So I listed the two, leadership and legacy, um, business. We have a slavery theme week. We have a women in the 18th century week. We have, I'm going to miss one, a military week, which you would love, Joe Stoltz. Um, uh, I've talked to your teachers before. He, he has. It's the I, only one they let me talk at. <laughs> he has. Um, so we'll hopefully have him back this summer. And let's see, I have military, I'm missing one. Oh, government, of course, like the founding era. So we call that one the great experiment. And he was the first president. He was. He was. A little so, known a little fact. Involved in government, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, talk to me. So, so, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can be sort of especially insightful this, I think, for yeah. a lot of our listeners since you uh, not only now run the program but uh, had been one of the educator facilitators, which I think is an interesting uh, sort of model we can or we can just sort of tease that out a little yeah. bit. Uh, but then also had been a participant uh, just yourself. So from the participant side, what is that experience like for, for the educators that come here? Yeah, I'm like the ultimate fangirl, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so as a participant, uh, I think my first time uh, coming, first time. yeah, yes. <laughs> first time uh, coming was in 2015, and this is when we had a slightly different model where Virginia, it was for Virginia Teachers Weekend, um, but having participated in various ways since, it was very similar, um, and just really being able to access the estate for full days of programming one after the other is just so special. You know, you can come somewhere as a visitor, and especially teachers, you know, with school groups, you're not you yourself personally aren't always getting a lot out of that, but um, you know, there's something different to being here just for you, and not to mention Mount Vernon, and I'm completely biased now, but like <laughs> we we really treat the teachers very nicely, and it's a really a special place to come and be treated like a professional, like mm-hmm. the professionals we are, and that's everything from having a really well-programmed day to having cater lunches to being treated to like not just any bus but like a really nice shuttle bus I mean it's it's how you would treat other professional organizations who come to the estate and so it's really important to us to you know kind of include the teachers in that as well so as a former participant that's something I really appreciated a lot and then I also really appreciated um, the different perspectives that you get from not only the education department or the team here like myself now but also the scholars and um, the experts that you have on the estate so you get a really well-rounded view of something that you know back home when you're researching for lessons you know you're really just getting from primary and secondary sources that you're interpreting but when you come here you're really getting all the different perspectives so that's just very appreciated, I think, from all teachers, or at least what it was for me um, as a participant. So, and then getting to do four or five days of that is mm-hmm. just like teacher nerd heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then I also appreciated, and we, we're still really trying to do this. Is you know, it's not just for history teachers. Um, I taught elementary and middle school. I did teach all history in my last year in the classroom, but you know, we really encourage librarians to apply. Um, English teachers to apply. There's so much cross-curricular and interdisciplinary stuff that, you know, we hit on that we find that, you know, we're hoping, but we've also found in evaluations it's really helpful for even non-history teachers. So, you know, we're a historic site, but don't Mm -hmm. let that, you know... George had his fingers in a lot of pies. Yes, exactly. So um, I appreciated that as a participant as well as being able to kind of, you know, we're always hit hard with the literacy initiatives, I think, in every school. And it you know, we address that in the institutes as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think one thing I was impressed with, uh, sort of looking at the institute from the outside, um, since my day job isn't to 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 do the education programs, uh, but from the you know one of the sort of scholars that would be asked to come in, uh, I was just really impressed with the the scale of the scholars that you all bring in, um, both in terms of who you're bringing in, but as far as as far away as you bring them in from. I mean, was, we've had, uh, it's think right off the top of my head, you know, two or three times there's been, you know, professors coming in from England uh, to, to talk to these teachers. Um, 
And it's just sort of fun for us because from the scholar perspective, sometimes I was even getting to meet scholars that I otherwise wouldn't normally have been able to to come in contact with. Um, so I thought that was really exciting. Um, how you know it was a chance for uh, these teachers to um, learn about some of the newest scholarship on the era straight from the professor's mouth. Which now that I say it like that, it sounds kind of gross, but. Um, yeah, I thought that was really intriguing. But it's not just uh, PhD history professors that are used to teaching to college students uh, that you have come in. And that's, I think, the interesting model you will have where you partner uh, a lead scholar with a lead facilitator. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. You'll so, do a better job than I can. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, so each week we do choose a lead scholar to kind of um, – take the reins and kind of guide our studies and help us develop the week and plan for that. But in addition, right alongside that and our team is we do have a teacher facilitator, so someone who's currently in the classroom, someone who's an alumni of our residential program, um, so they've been through it before, to kind of build our schedule and think about themes and classroom application, which is like a huge part of that. So during the week, um, not only are they staying with you and going to every session and experience with you on the estate, but they're also um, hosting their own PD session during the week as well. And in addition, sometimes even um, co-leading session with sessions with scholars so that you can kind of really take this content-rich session, but also kind of feed in the classroom application. So the, the hope is that it can just like quickly turn around, oh, I can bring this back to the classroom and I can do this. And we try to incorporate discussions on how to differentiate that for the different grade levels because we are open K through 12 and we are content heavy in, in, in terms of when our, one of our outcomes is to kind of have you come back to the classroom understanding Washington and his role of his life and legacy um, in the 18th century. So we do offer a lot of content, but we also really, it's important for us to have those classroom application mm -hmm. sessions. So the teacher facilitator is, um, you know, there with you for everything and kind of like the scout leader, but also very much one of our scholars as well, because, you know, they're in the classroom, they're on the front lines and, uh, not to make a military reference there, but, <laughs> you know, they're there doing the dirty work. And so we, I can't imagine not having or having the Institute without that role because yeah. it's just so, so important. Um, yeah, so that's the role of the teacher facilitator, kind of there grinding with us and planning it out and making sure it's actually applicable for teachers um, and getting their viewpoint along the way. So, Yeah. So uh, I think we've, it's, it's been about 10 minutes, and oh. I, 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 I like to think that we have teachers that are listening to this just pumped, angry with us because, like, why haven't you told me where All I right. can go to apply? <laughs> I, you're, I'm sold. We have so to prime them first. If, if they're chomping at the bit, uh, and we'll we'll also put links on this uh, episode show page at mountvernon.org slash podcast, but where else can they go? Well, And what do they need to do to much apply? Much like Mount org. MountVernon.org, you probably say that a hundred times a week, uh, slash podcast, it's the same idea. Just put slash for teachers. And the first link is for our um teacher institutes and our residential programs. So, yep, mountvernon.org slash for teachers. And as you're looking around, you know, that's a really good place to look for lesson plans, curriculum, um, 
amazing resources you can use in the classroom. But also if you do slash for teachers, Mount mm-hmm. Vernon org. Um, you'll find a lot of partner resources, you know, to go with the lesson plans, but um, lots of cool things for the students to use in the classroom, like interactive games and movies and um, maps and timelines and, you know, even links to that digital encyclopedia. I know the library has done an amazing job with, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, I run into it. it must be amazing. Um, well, what else... Uh, do they need to do to apply? What, what does yeah. the application process involve? Um, how much does it cost oh, well, to go zero to attend dollars. this amazing program? <laughs> zero dollars. Zero dollars. Zero point zero zero dollars. Um, yeah, it's... Do the uh, teachers get a per diem? It's, no. Okay, so you're not getting paid. So <laughs> no, zero dollars. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, zero dollars to attend. Yeah, we offer scholarships uh, through our various endowments. Um, we've been so lucky enough to have... Thank you, donors. Yes, thank you. Um we offer scholarships and a travel stipend to reimburse you to get here. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure it's accessible to anyone and that cost is not a prohibitive thing. So, um, you know, it's all outlined in the application. So if you do go to the website and you look at our programs and you decide to apply, it's an all online application, um, basic questions. But in addition, we do ask for two letters of reference, um, which are also submitted online. Try to make that very easy for you. And an essay just kind of talking about, um, you know, how you would implement uh, the sessions and the theme back in the classroom, um, what it means to you to be able to come as far as a professional and an educator. Um, so we do have an essay element, um, but otherwise it's all online and... And free. And free, zero dollars. <laughs> um and this is this is available to teachers in all fifty states and all U.S. territories. Yep, yeah. yep, K through twelve. Uh, I know there was an issue a little earlier that had been brought up that not all fifty states have yet been represented. No, we're missing Has that a few. Been rectified yet, or do we need to call certain states out? We're gonna need to call certain states out, and I really wish I had my list right now because I think there's about only six, which yeah. is pretty. Pretty good. I mean, our we're this year we're going to be celebrating our twenty year reunion or our twenty years of being a teacher institute, oh, yeah. and so we're having a reunion this summer over July fourth, where we're going to have a day of programming, um, discounts and things if you're an alumni from the program. Uh, but that's happening over July fourth, and you can find more details on that on the website as well. But um, uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> We were, t- we were trying oh, to figure out which st- six states yeah, to Yeah, so uh, for, I know we have a list going of which six yeah. have not been represented. I believe... I know. I uh, want to say Montana and Virginia. Virginia. Or, is, no, sorry, not Virginia. Not Virginia. That's definitely. That, West Virginia, one. I believe. Um, we had a West Virginia this summer. Okay. So, or this so fall, was, excuse me. So okay, that's West Virginia, checked. we won't call oh, I, I wish I could call upstairs right now and find out. We will get that uh, list. I believe Hawaii is one. Idaho yeah, is yeah, one. Idaho, or what, we did Hawaii, have Alaska yeah. this summer, so that's checked off. Okay. Amazing. Thank you. So we're looking at you, Aloha State. Aloha. Um, so that's only two out of like six that I can remember. So clearly I need well, to Well, either way, this. if our listeners uh, either are teachers or no teachers in all 50 states, because I know all 50 states are, represent, are listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, please tell your teacher friends or if you're a teacher, you yourself apply. Yes, please. Um, and we'll do a kind of maybe on the... We'll put, make a note of it somewhere yeah. for you. Um, yeah, we are trying to. And more outlying fill them territories. Out. 
Yes. Come on, Guam. Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I wish I had that information. Of course I don't. Yeah, but, that's fine. Yeah, so that's our residential programs. Um, but, you know, if for some reason you're not able to travel, we do try and kind of pepper ourselves around the country. Um, hey, you just got back? Yeah. And do regionals. A certain city. Yes, I was just in New York City, um, up here for or uh, up from Virginia. Uh, yeah, we do regional programs and we try to uh, create cultural partners and opportunities for people um, where you are. So, um, yeah, I just got back from New York City. We partnered with the New York Historical Society and focused on Washington and New York and the Revolution. And we had a scholar session, a hands-on workshop session, library museum tours, and gallery session and. And we had breakfast and lunch together, and it was a great day. And I think uh, we did a lot of good uh, learning and classroom application, and uh, it was really successful. So I was happy to travel and go up there, but more happy that we had, you know, 20-plus teachers mm-hmm. who were able to spend the day with us. Um, and next year we're working on, I think, going to Massachusetts and Michigan and Mississippi, all the M's. M's yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure is how it, that is worked out. The year out, of the M. The year of the M. Uh, so, yeah, we're just uh, trying to pepper ourselves around and share the love every every year and uh, get out there. And, and you were also just in Florida. Yeah, in October I was in Florida, uh, which coincided with uh, their Oklahoma, big. Oklahoma, or was that the year before? Uh, Oklahoma was last year, I believe. Okay. So. so, if yes. uh, I was in one of these uh, states, uh, not in the D.C. area, mm-hmm. which is most of them. Uh, and we wanted you yeah. or somebody from your staff to come visit and do a teacher workshop in our area. How would we go about that? Um, we are always happy to like discuss partnerships and how we can kind of help you. Um, I did even make some classroom visits this fall on my way to Florida. Epic road trip. Because um, we want to see what's happening in your classrooms, but we also want to be able to provide PD opportunities. So you could just get in touch with anyone on our team, but mostly me, I think. Um, so again, if you go to malvernon.org slash four teachers, you'll be able to find all our education contact information um, and just reach out to us. Um, and we'll do our best, you know, depending on what we've scheduled and, and where we need to kind of hit and kind of prioritize, but we'd love to hear from you. And, you know, we always try and help you if there's something we can do in the classroom or, you know, maybe even start with resources and then go from there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, whether it's working with the school district or, you know, a different museum, try and put things together and get out to you guys as well. Yeah. Well, so um, <clears throat> let's let's kind of shift gears here for a bit since um, you, you, you do bring such a unique perspective uh, to this whole question because you, you f- fairly recently d- right. came out of the classroom. Um, tell us a little bit about that and, and then also, well, we'll start with that. Okay. Coming out of the classroom? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you teaching. Yeah. I Just mean, sort of your teaching background. Yeah. So, well, my teaching background is, um, I guess I started about 13 years ago. I taught two years in elementary and then I thought, where else can I educate young minds? And so with... Some of my background, just being art and kind of interested in that, I kind of paused teaching and went to grad school for museum education. And so after doing that and uh, realizing that 
I was not able to put a full-time job together at that point. I went back to the classroom, which I loved and did for another 11 years. Mm -hmm. So um, was in the classroom kind of one stretch for 11 years and did elementary and middle school. And uh, switching to middle kind of came out of realizing that I love teaching social studies the most. And Mm -hmm. that was an attempt to like, how can I do this all day? So I did switch to the middle school level and taught history um, all day, which was amazing. But... uh, yeah, nobody works harder than a teacher. I'm just going to put it that way. I mean, I work har- hard now, mm-hmm. and I love being here, but nobody works harder than a teacher. It's just the truth. <laughs> so having worked in museums and here and, you know, various other things along the way, um, you know, I think a perspective that I'm hopefully bringing is kind of that classroom perspective mm-hmm. and just really how hard and how demanding it really can be between admin and parents and students themselves and state stuff and county stuff and all the different ways you're being tugged. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I miss the classroom sometimes when I did some classroom visits. I was like, oh, kids, you know. (laughs) But I really have the last couple years spent more time um, with my county trying to help with teacher PD. And I kind of found in that that I just really gravitated towards that. And so luckily one thing led to another. And after working more with my social studies department and kind of getting to know the people at Mount Vernon, uh, one thing led to another. And here I am, which is amazing. I'm still pinching myself. Well, if it it would help, we can have Anthony, uh, (laughs) you know, Act more like a middle schooler, if that would make you feel more at home. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, obviously, so so one of the, the the sort of tagline for this show is, you know, about early American history and the people that teach it, hmm. sort of broadly defined. Right. Um, you know, what <clears throat> do you think, uh, as, as a former teacher, um, are the, the, what is the state of teaching early American history in the K through 12 classroom at the moment from your perspective? Yeah. Well, that's a big question. Um, fully and honestly, just from my yeah, own experiences no, no. of, you know, not being able to speak for anyone else is I think if you can really push into it and like create your own like love for it and really start by identifying like how do historians embrace it mm-hmm. um, and bring that to the classroom. Like I think you can get a lot of buy-in from students. And so we all have these demands, like I was mentioning, with covering curriculum, which is, you know, someone told me once and I wish I could remember who, but you know, some of the state curriculums are kind of like five miles long but an inch deep. Mm-hmm. And so you can only get so deep into some of these stories and um, time periods because you have so much to cover. And I think we all wish it was like a mile long and five inches deep where you could really dive in. And so if you can somehow find a way, and I, elementary teachers, I understand how hard it is because you've got all the subjects, but if you can find a way to do what historians are doing and really like utilizing the primary sources, I do think it really creates a lot of buy-in for students. And you know, that doesn't mean just handing them a document. That's obviously not going to work. <laughs> Barring. Here's parchment, kid. Get to it. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of words. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, having small strategies at hand that you can chunk the information and approach a little bit of it every day or kind of provide a story or an image to go along with it and just kind of create that buy-in, I think it really helps you leaps and bounds. And so as far as like this, as far as the state of teaching American, early American Mm -hmm. history, you know, I'm a little, I've got my blinders on because Mm -hmm. I just feel like I just totally dove in, you know, but I, I think a lot of teachers, if I had to guess, are really struggling to like 
be able to go deep into really mm-hmm. some of the concepts and themes because you have such a demanding curriculum and you know unlike historians who can dive into like one very Spin specific day, thing yeah. you know that's, yeah. that's hard yeah, we it's have really that hard. yeah um well so for teachers that do this really well yeah. at least ones in uh the greater uh dc area mm-hmm. uh we do at Mount Vernon have a teacher award. Yes. Uh, and I know a lot of our listeners are uh, relatively local to us in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about that award yeah. and how they, if uh, if someone knows a teacher, how they might nominate yeah. that teacher? Yeah, we have our Mount Vernon History Teacher of the Year. So this is specifically history teacher. Um, and it's open to people in the DMV, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, it, not it, Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah, no, that, that totally confused me the first time I heard somebody <laughs> here refer to it as the DMV. I'm like, why would I go there? <laughs> why so, would anyone go yeah. there? Uh, no, no offense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, if you look online, again, malvernon.org slash for teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find more information about um, nominating a teacher you might know who you think is doing amazing things in their classroom and would kind of warrant uh, recognition and an award. And so um, that's kind of ongoing. Just check there for more information about when to apply and kind of what's what's involved. But um, we do give you a lovely prize, and I can which, tell you it's is, very nice. Yeah, which um, as it's you, sitting on the you desk get, in your you get a little cash prize. Uh, you get a bust of George Washington, and you get uh, the opportunity to bring students for free, zero dollars, um, to the estate. So it's really not only great for you, but also great for the students as well. So yeah, if you know a teacher or you feel like you're doing a great job, you know, you can nominate yourself. Why not? Um, and just like tell us about them. There, There is a little bit of an application process. Um but, yeah, I would encourage anyone in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, uh, we want to hear also what you're doing in your classrooms. It's a really good way for us to kind of keep our finger on the pulse, let's say, of what everyone's doing. And we do have a winner and we have a runner-up, too. So two opportunities there. There you go. Fifty <laughs> percent. No, that's, that's all through my degrees for liberal arts. I don't do math well. Um, Nobody does math well. Right. Here, <laughs> yeah, you never want to see the staff of this place try and divide the, uh, or at least the staff of the library, try and divide <laughs> the check at lunch. Um, now, people that are way better at math, uh, uh, our development department, oh, yes. uh, I think they're good at math, um, would would be angry with me if I did not point out. You know, again, we've mentioned that all this stuff uh, is at no cost to the teachers, and this is all zero dollars, zero. <laughs> Dollars, but those dollars do have to come from somewhere, and so we want to, um, of course, thank uh, all the generous donors that make all of this possible. Because we are a five hundred one c three not for profit educational institution that takes no government money, uh, so we can't apply for um, a lot of the big, you know, state and federal grants. So it is all uh, thanks to our donors and listeners and viewers like you to kind of use the other one of the other major non-for-profit educational slogans. Um, well said. I yeah. could not have said it yeah. better. <laughs> um, and so if anyone's listening, uh, and, and you may not be a teacher, but is intrigued by how they could support teachers, uh, you can also go on to, uh, I believe it's mountfernet.org slash donate, I think. I don't really know. Probably should have looked that up first before I started this plug. But um, And those are ways that anyone that's interested can support uh, our education programs here. Uh, and help fly these teachers in from all over the country that do such amazing work. Um, 
notes. Any final thoughts, Alyssa? Um, oh, let's see. That's so it's a lot of pressure. Um, final no thoughts. Pressure? Final thoughts. Um, I have done a lot of teacher institutes um, with various other organizations, and they're all amazing, and everyone works right. so yeah, hard. You're not going to call anybody out? No. I Go to Chillo. <laughs> Just me. kidding. You're lovely. Everybody does an amazing job. It's 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 a lot, you know, when you're putting on a four- or five-day programming, and we do eight a year. <laughs> um, but it's... It's really special here, and having done the rest and having been a teacher and having come to our institute as a participant and a teacher facilitator and now helping run it, um, it's the best. I'm just going to be completely biased, but it really is. It's uh, There's something really special, and it's hard to put a finger on. It's hard to explain, but just being here and spending so much time where Washington was and knowing how special it was to him... Um, I don't know. It's it's a little magical. So I, that's that's my final thought. Please apply. We'd love to meet you, and in essence, kind of be able to have you bring stuff back to your students and reach them as well. So that's my final thought. The end. Mm, thank you so much for coming to the show and for that fantastic final thought. <laughs> right, and it is mountvernon.org/slash/donate. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Conversations at the Washington Library. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.